What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, Rod Squad. Maybe tomorrow I'll tell you guys about the big game that I went to in San Antonio with Snoop Dogg. Remember that one, Clark? The Lakers and Spurs? Snoop Dogg and I went, Bob. How about that? Snoop Dogg was sitting courtside. I was up in the nosebleeds, but we were in the arena at the same time. Where I was there with him. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada. Welcome to the RP Show. It is hour two, live from Cody Snyder's Bull Bust, and it's another first on the RP Show, broadcasting live from a rodeo arena. Remember Edmonton, the pirate ship last fall, not to mention all the other cool places we've been. Um, For the viewers, you can see that I'm in the shadows. They raised a speaker here in the middle of hour one and blocked out the sun. So I had to put my jacket back on. Hour two, we bring in our guest, the great Dean Boomer Molberg. I don't even know how to introduce this guy other than sports talk radio legend. He's in the sun. How you doing, Boom? Well, I was going to say, do you have makeup people? Because my, my big my big fat forehead is going to be shining. It'll be all, <laughs> we'll be cutting out the, uh, the camera here. I'm good, buddy. How are you? Boomer's literally like, what, 10 feet from me. I'm in the shade, you're in the sun, and yeah, I know well, it couldn't see, be I, more different. I watch the Rod Peterson show, and I see Appreciate how you're it. set up, and I'm wondering how, so how Casual. are they, you're very close to each other, but it, uh, well done, buddy, good for you. Well, I'll say the same to you, and, and the comments already are rolling in like crazy, so I want to I line this up. Last hour, we had Brendan Batzer of Vancouver Canucks Radio. Coming up later this hour, Red Deer Rebels goalie Chase Coward in advance of the NHL draft. We're going to talk about everything with Boomer, but this is his first week. What do, what do I say? Well, you my stepped kid, away. My kids say I'm unemployed. <laughs> my kid had found five bucks in his pocket. The other, he's like, hey, Dad, look, I got more money than you now. So that's how it's going to Those my house. Those are your house. kids, eh? That's great. Yeah. This is what you say. You're self-employed. <laughs> well, until there's money coming in, I don't know that, you know, <laughs> right. it's, so I'm unemployed until some 12 years? It was 15 in Calgary. Roughly 12 doing mornings. Fan 960 All Sports Radio. And I said to Boomer when he came in here and sat down, which, by the way, I didn't recognize you. How much weight have you lost, dude? It's a few. 
Thank you. It's very nice. Congrats, man. Thanks, I, buddy. When you took the shades off. I got it. But uh, all these years doing mornings on All Sports Radio here, when he announced that he was stepping away, which was just last week, right? A week ago, Monday. It was, yeah. It was like a bomb went off in the sports world across this country. So I'll ask you on the air what I asked you off the air. Were you somewhat floored by the reaction to your announcement to step away from the microphone all sports radio it sounds self-serving right and i I'd, i've never been that guy no and i didn't want to i was just going to get to thursday because thursday was my last day i said why don't i just come on thursday and we'll just do something on the thursday and hr with the with rogers felt like i uh, don't really think that's a right the right thing your 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 fans are going to be upset and I just never thought of it that way. You know what it's like. You do morning radio, or you do radio in general. You're sitting in a room. You're talking maybe with one other person. You hope people are listening. You never really yeah. know. <laughs> it feels like you're, you're doing it for your own benefit half the time. Mm-hmm. But, I, Rod, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't believe it. It was, there was, it was emotional for me. I barely got through the last show. I just couldn't get over the reach and the stories that were coming in of people who... I started listening with my dad, and now my dad's gone. I was listening with my son, and my son's gone. I listened through chemo treatments. I was very yeah, sick. Of course. All of that, and to think, I just never thought that the show had that kind of a connection. And I should have, because that's what got me into radio. It's mm-hmm. why I loved it, right? But it was overwhelming. Some of the people that reached out, I would have never... Never, ever guess. So I'm very thankful that it ended it the way it did. I wasn't going to do it that way, but I'm glad it went the way it well, did. Well, the thing is, I've known you a long time, but I haven't known you real well. But what I know about you is you don't want to be the story. You've never wanted to be the story. So I didn't think this would be sitting real. It wouldn't make you, com- it wouldn't make you comfortable. Well, right? it, it wasn't comfortable until I realized what the show kind of meant to other people. Yeah. That it wasn't my show. It was our show. That these, they got up every day and it was part of their daily life. And now it was kind of leaving and that was hard. So once I kind of got around to that way of thinking, I was, I was a lot better with it. Yeah. So, and given all of that, and I'm, for those that don't know, although I feel like a lot of our viewers would, it was an outpouring of love, certainly sadness that you were stepping away. Did it make you second guess your decision at all? Always. Just because <laughs> I, I, it goes back, it was kind of a year to year thing where you'd get to the end of the hockey season and you'd be so ready for vacation, like everybody is. You get to summer, you just want to get away. And is that it? Is that the last lap? I kind of look at every year, it's like a lap. You do everything. Now it's time for the, the Calgary Flames golf tournament. And then it's this, and then it's yes. tra- training. You do everything over and over again on that calendar year that is the hockey season. And I had kind of talked to, for the last couple, for sure, that this was maybe, maybe it was time. And then COVID hit, and you were just happy to have a job. You got to stay employed, all of that. And I, got a, I went away for Christmas, and I was very ready to go away. Came back, and you're kind of rejuvenated but it lasted for about two days and I was right back into it and there's you know it, there's mental issues like all of it and I even my wife was like this is you can't do this anymore you gotta yeah we're gonna be okay if we we've been planning we we're going to be okay and and I told the guys in January I said I just I think I think that's it and we kind of went back and forth and they were they were so great in giving me whatever time i needed they didn't they didn't force me to do anything and we picked the end of the hockey season and we got to the end of the hockey season and that was two weeks ago so it 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 was it may have felt like it was a little abrupt but it's very much been part so to go back and especially after how wonderful the send-off was last week there's 
the toothpaste is out of the tube. There's no going back now. Yeah. But no, it's. <laughs> I'm very happy with how it ended. I can hold my head high. I'm pretty proud of the work that we did. And Should we'll, be. We'll see what's next. Huge balls on this guy to do what he did. So way to go, Boomer. I'm Thanks, proud buddy. of you. And so to sports, if you don't mind, I yeah. mean, you're... you're I'm going to say retired for the be- for the lack of a better term, although you're not. I know you're not. Well, I actually, I, t- I was texting with Treliving, and he's like, we need to get you a job. You're driving me crazy now. you got too much time in your hands. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm bored now. Now i got to figure out, you know, I'm, I'm still into it. I'm still interested. So you're in following it. sports? Of course, yeah. Okay. It's It's been a big part of, of everything here. Well, so. I, I yelled at you off the air. I don't know if we were on or off, but I said that you were a Bomber fan. You are a Bomber fan. I'm from Manitoba. Does that make you a Bomber fan? You know what it is? You work here, and you get up close, and you're with Dave Dickinson, and you're with Bo Levi. Hard not to like them. As you are now, you and Bo, you're you're tight, (laughs) I see. Not quite. (laughs) But you get around those guys, right? And you can't help but root for them and want them to succeed and do well. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of, more than anything, I just want the league to be strong. If it means... Ottawa's great, then let's let Ottawa be yeah. great. If it means the Argos got it, then let let the Argos win. But no, I, I it's it's the Dickinson factor for sure here. I kind of really respect okay. him a ton. Fair. Well, and so that's the point. So as we work it around to sports talk here, and the viewers' comments are more than welcome. The text lines open nine zero two five one eight thirty thirty three, or you can join us in the chat. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers go to four and zero last night. Uh, by virtue of the kicker of the Argos missing a single point with 25 seconds to go in in a game that the Riders get more people to practice than were at that game in Toronto last night. So what was your take of that spectacle last night? I've never understood fully, and it's for people who are a lot smarter than me, that the league needs the Argos, that we need Toronto. I don't know. It's not going for whatever reason. Whether it's the age age gap or more things to do or the digital age, I just don't know how it's ever going to be much bigger than it is right now in Toronto. And it's bigger in other places. Play to your strengths. Do you not play to your strengths if you're the league? I, I just it's don't get it. an anchor is what it is. It's an anchor. It's no good. And they're good fans in Winnipeg. I don't know. I, they've got a great ballpark. They've had a great team. It's the, yeah, it's the long weekend, more or less. It's summertime. So I don't know. I don't... I don't begrudge how people spend their entertainment dollar, but it doesn't look uh, it doesn't look great when you've got absolute flies in a stadium for for a game like that. And yeah, I don't know how you miss that kick. We saw one with Hamilton in Montreal earlier this season too, right? Mm-hmm. Can you kick? Are you good at that? <laughs> no, I've you got tried long it. legs. You should be able to do it, right? <laughs> I've tried it. It's very difficult to do, actually. <laughs> yeah, but. I was thinking with Beatty last night. I don't know him, but he's uh, the kicker that missed the extra point last night. I get paid to do my job. You get paid to your, do your job. He didn't do his job. Period. Oh. He's a professional. You know, so I don't know where. That's why I asked where you stand on that, because people are saying the Bombers didn't deserve to win. Yeah, they did. They did enough through 60 minutes to win. Period. And you're, and you're right. They, they have a little something if there's going to be a break. It's probably going to go their it. way right now. It's probably going to go their way. They're feeling it. They're, I think they're well coached. They're a confident crew, and yeah, they had to feel like going into the in, into that game last night. There's no home field advantage. There's nothing here. Let's just not. go and get it. In sports, people tend to forget this, and believe it or not, Boomer, there was the CFL character of me, right? Just to be as some said the Donald Trump of the CFL. I get the Winnipeg thing. Thirty years of the most horrible of times. I watched it. I'm happy for them. 
They've earned this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if they have the best team this year, go win it again. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. They've been through the worst of the worst of the worst. Wouldn't it, you say? It was a long time. Yeah. I mean, you weren't wearing shorts like that guy in Winnipeg was since 1990, were you? Well, no. Right? Like that's how do you not die? When you've got a fan that's that's going to go to that end, but no, it was a it was a crap ballpark, crap football team, and they still had devoted fans. That's what I mean. And I haven't been back there in a long time. But when I see the crowd shots, it feels like there's a, a younger fan base there. I know when I go back back home, I see bomber jerseys and that. So they're doing something right. And it, this was even before the, the Grey Cup championships. So I don't know. If it's Regina's huge, Winnipeg loves their football, Calgary, they enjoy their football. Maybe it's just not a big city thing in Toronto. I don't know what... I don't know what the story is there. Like I say, I just feel like that that hasn't been a factor in the Canadian Football League. Any any revenue that they've generated, any corporate sponsorships, it's not been on the back of the Argos. No. Zero. Well, and I'm glad that it's not my job to have to figure it out, and I wonder if we have the right people in place to figure it out. Uh, that's a major concern. And for you or anybody to say, Ottawa needs to win, so let's pull for them to win. That's not a professional league. That's not like, you're not saying that about the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, I know. I know. So, and I don't, I mean, what's your gut feel? On? Just on the league, where, where we are the in CFL? five years. Yeah. What does it look like? Who's running the show? <laughs> about a year ago, you should have asked me that because I'm at a point now where I've kind of moved on. Yeah. I don't like the direction of it. I don't, and anything that I say is negative, so I just prefer to talk hockey. Well, and the other thing you is, know. too, right? It, I always say if you're going to bitch, where's, where's your solution or where's your yeah. contribution? So I don't bitch because I have no idea what you do. I really don't. And I don't either. I believe that in their heart of hearts, I think they're, they're it's in the right place, and they're trying to do what they can for the league and to strengthen that, but I don't know what you do right now. The I NFL could... is an absolute monster, and betting, <laughs> and fantasy football, and red zone, and everything. It's so tailored to the fan experience. I don't begrudge anybody for watching, because I do. You know, I'm... Boomer, I was 20 years in the league, so I got some really close friends, and when I say NFL Canada is the way to go, they get so angry. Because they're like, well, I'd be out of a job then. And I'm like, well, I've been out of a job. Like, it's yeah. this is what's best for to save a respectable brand of pro football in Canada. But they don't want to hear it. So to switch gears, sure. and we will probably carry this the rest of the way with Boomer here. When you said, what's the answer? I actually thought you meant the Arizona Coyotes. I, I'm shocked at how much people care in Canada about the arena situation, the state of the Coyotes. I assume it's the same in Calgary as where I've been. Well, I think in Calgary they're worried about their rink. Sure, right? We've... Sure, but they care about the <laughs> no, Coyote situation. I think what it is here, you're you're a two forty five three hour flight. So you, when you go down to Arizona, you can go and see games. I think people mm. don't want to lose that opportunity, right? We can go watch <laughs> for themselves. Games. Yeah, that's right. Yes. It's very self serving. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think there's any Winnipeg Jet connection anymore. I, I think that. I, I think what it comes down to a little bit is Bettman and his steadfastness to that market and that team. And why do you think he is? I think I think it looks poorly on him, number one, if they have to leave after all of these bailouts and pushing it and kicking it down the road. Mm-hmm. And number two, if your league can't survive in Arizona, what does it say about your league? Because what is it, the fourth, fifth, sixth highest or, or biggest population, population yeah. in, in the U.S.? In the top five for sure. Huge, right? So, and, and you've gone to Vegas and it works, and you've gone to San Jose, and to a certain degree it works, and in Tampa, it's just obviously it's working. They've just never had a team that's any bloody good. They've never had people in. They've never had ownership 
that have deep enough pockets to hang in there. They've never had a team that's good enough. And yeah, the rank's never been in a good spot for people that I'm sure everyone's talked about. It's a long way. If you live in Scottsdale or Tempe or, or in Phoenix, you got to re- really want to get there. And you, you hear, well, it's how many kilometers away. It's the traffic. It's getting in. It's getting out. I think if they put a, a rink in downtown Phoenix or in the, even, the, even where they're looking at building there in Tempe, which is close enough, if you get a team that wins, sports fans in the U.S. are rabid. They're crazy. They love it. They'll get behind it. But I don't, I don't, feel, I don't feel bad for, for the Coyotes because they've given the fans no reason right. to buy tickets. The whole experience, you, you, have, to, you have to travel, you've got to pay, then you've got to watch your team lose, then you've got to get home. No one's going to do that. No, and the funny thing, Boomer, is if you say you've watched what we've done, what I've been doing is literally, for the most part, sitting with fans in all these venues, CFL venues, NFL venues, and I don't need to be in the press box. I've been in enough. Yeah. And in Arizona, the fans say, stop blaming us, the fans. I know. Right? Blame the city, or stop blaming the city of Glendale. You guys, we've missed the playoffs since when? And they include the 2014 play-in as making the playoffs in Arizona, which you don't. Right? They haven't since 2012. No, Glendale. I mean, they, they shell out of their own pockets as taxpayers, as residents in that place to keep that building and that team afloat. They, the fans, I don't begrudge them at all. No, not, not no, a single no, bit. no, no, no. It's nice to hear you say that because not many people do admit that. We'll be back with more with Dean Boomer Mulberg when we return. We're live from Cody Snyder's Bull Bust and a Great Eagle Resort and Casino on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube live streaming, and of course you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is the RP Show live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino Calgary's entertainment destination. And by the way, it is Taco Tuesday, $2 tacos at the over 160 locations of Taco Time across Canada. $2 tacos. We're pleased to be joined by Dean Boomer Molberg, Calgary sports radio legend. And let me just say sports radio legend overall. Did you know, Boomer, that Regina, Calgary is like a Taco Time mecca? It's like 14 around here. Only through you. That's how I found out. <laughs> That's the idea of advertising, right? <laughs> That's right. So Boomer's a week into his retirement. Pause. And I have an idea what you're going to do next, but I'm going to let you announce that when you do. <laughs> right? You, if, or you do you want to know? If you could let me know, that'd be great. <laughs> well, save me that? some time. <laughs> Ryan Leslie came on here yesterday and gave his thoughts on where Johnny Gaudreau might be going or what he might be leaning to. And clearly, you said you're still a hockey guy. You're still a hockey fan. It's what everybody's talking about here. What's the date? Sixth? Fifth? What is it? The fifth, yes. Man, I was of the mind all along that he'll be back. July 1, you get past July 1, it's starting to get a little... It's getting tight for everybody. That's a pretty big decision and I don't know, I don't know if I feel that way anymore. I feel like the clock is really ticking, and I think the Flames have been very good. Take all the time you need. It's not going to be about money. If you want to be here, you can be here. And 
It's getting awfully late, Rod. Yeah. I don't, uh, I think he loves it here, but I think it's a big decision for not just him, but a wife. You're going to have a family at some point, your parents, her parents, the whole thing. It's not just one guy making that decision. And I just wonder if the silence is almost deafening now for the Flames. But let me ask you this, uh, as we said in the break, and as you know my career, I was 20 years elbows deep in the CFL. I've just started to really pay attention to the NHL. And in the CFL, the guys go to free agency just to see what's out there. Like, is, is Johnny not waiting for free agency to open to see what he could get? And then he could still sign? Or is there, does it not work that way? I think, well, the thing is, until the 13th, the Flames have that kind of silver bullet they can offer the eighth year. And you go to July 13th, teams can only give you seven. When you are the team looking to extend, you can go eight years. And in a deal like this where you're talking $10 million per year, that's a lot of extra dough on a seven-year deal that every other team would have to give him. But then you go to free agency. Now the Flames are just like any other team. Now you can only go to seven. You're in there with no advantage whatsoever. So I think for the Flames, if it doesn't get done before the 13th, it makes things very hard. And you also need to conduct your own business. You can't continue. You can't wait on Johnny to the 13th and then continue to wait into the 13th and beyond because then you've got your cap money and, and nothing to spend it on. And I don't know that you replace him regardless with one guy or two guys. But I always find it hard to believe... And it's collusion. But how does Johnny and his agent not know? Like what are they going to get? There's no, yeah. hey, you know. Tampering. Just, hey, just in case. I, really? Like, maybe maybe it's great ethics, right? Maybe there's scruples. Because there's are, so much integrity in sports. Un, exactly. Scruples and integrity undeniably great in the National Hockey League. But i got to think, how many teams truly are going to be going seven years at $10 million per on this guy? Who's got the space? Who needs that guy? It's got to be a sh- relatively short list. There's going to be some teams for sure. But does he really not know? Do you need to go to the 13th to exactly find out what it's going to be? I find it hard to believe. Um, and, I, and I think that there's so much admiration for him here between the city and the team that if they did get to that point and he doubled back like Stamkos did, that yeah, let's... Let's rekindle these mm-hmm. talks and let's get this thing done. But I can't help but wonder if it gets to that point, then you kind of know if you're the Flames and you have to kind of shift gears. And I don't know if you do it before then until you get a hard no or a hard answer that he's out. I don't know that you can move on and start to look at trades mm-hmm. or anything else. But it, it's a tough spot for sure because they need him. I, I've said it, I said it on the air here. I shudder to think what this team looks like without him on the ice. Hey. Pause for the cause. Uh, Mandy in Edmonton writes in. She says, Rod, will you let us know when you are coming for an Elks game? I would like to come meet you. I can no longer watch your hockey show every day, so I hope I don't miss it. She's a CFL fan, not a hockey fan. I'll be there Thursday, Mandy. I'll be there Thursday. So, yeah, looking forward to meeting you there. Back to the Gaudreau thing. So are we ready to write the epitaph on his career and look at what he may or may not have accomplished in Calgary yet, or do we wait until he's... I think you left? wait. I do. Because I do, when, when you hear that Gaudreau loves it here, I, I believe that to be true. He, he does love it here, and I think that the, the money's going to be kind of the same wherever he goes. The thing that Calgary gives you is, yeah, it's the extra year, but truly it's that one jersey thing. You look at Patrice Bergeron. Is he really going to play somewhere else? You look at these, uh, these players that stay their whole career, and you, you accomplish something... And he would. His number goes up in the banner, in, in the rafters. He's a retired player. He's one of the greatest to ever do it, to wear a Flames jersey if he stays. And that's got to have some appeal to it. 
but there's I, I don't know what I would do it's it's hard the 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 allure of greener grass would be very hard I think and home and home even and even, even if it's not Philly New Jersey even if it's the east and you're a two-hour flight back to mom and dad's house instead of whatever you're connecting and whatever it would be to get home from here I just wonder if the Eastern Conference, if that's all kind of a little intriguing for mm-hmm. sure. Well, uh, and interesting too, as we sit here and broadcast live from Cody Snyder's Bull Bust, and so many things flood through my mind here. For one, uh, Tim Hunter was down here last week on the show, and big name, right? Stanley Cup winner with big the Flames. Uh, whoa, big everything. <laughs> and uh, we're trying to get him some tickets to the Bull Bustin. So I talked to some people. And they said, everybody in Calgary is trying to get tickets to the bull busting. But I talked to Cody Snyder this morning, and he goes, oh, no, Tim Hunter's the kind of guy I want in here. Yeah, give him my number. So we're working on that. Yeah. And point being, Tim says, the future of the Flames is very bright. And I think, well, you can look back and how they didn't want it as bad as the Edmonton Oilers. Clearly, like five games is not pretty yeah. much an ass-kicking. So do you want to look ahead or look back? Like, have they stopped examining how they lost that series or looking forward, or is that one that you carry forever? Well, I know that the front office, they carry it for sure. Yeah. Beating Edmonton, and I know it's the same in Edmonton, beating Calgary, it's a little bit more. And I don't know that it had anything. Colorado was going to beat Edmonton in that series, but it really felt like getting the Battle of Alberta, that meant a lot to the Oilers. And they not that they had nothing left, but they were so beaten, so tired. It, it was obvious. Um, I, I think that there's a little bit of what happened. But, man, this the whole Goudreau thing, I, I feel like, is a watershed moment here for the franchise moving forward. Because while it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with Matthew Kachuk, I think it does. I think for Kachuk to re-up here, he wants to know who's going to be here. And I don't know that he wants to say that, wants to hear that, well, the guy that we drafted in the first round last year, he'll be here in a few years and he might be good. I don't think that's going to work for Matthew. And rebuilds are long and painful and not yeah. always successful. You can you can strip it down, and I hear it all the time. I let him go and take all the money and strip it down. Well, how's that going in Ottawa or Arizona or all these other teams where you sit and watch losing hockey year after year? It won't go here. It's a hockey market. People want to see winning hockey, and hasn't there's been some lean years here, and they hated mm-hmm. it. So I would, I would say to everybody that wants to see a rebuild, don't think you're getting Connor Bedard in a slam dunk, and then all of a sudden in three years from now you're, you're lifting a cup. It doesn't work that way. Somebody wrote in here. Uh, it must have been in the YouTube chat, and they said that they saw. I wish I had the quote. Maybe Clark, if you guys know where it is, can you throw it up? says that, I saw Connor Bedard skate with in a men's league this week, and he made players look silly. <laughs> I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> He's played at the World Juniors at 16 and made guys 19 look yeah. silly. And I think, what a bad year if you're Montreal to segue to the NHL mm-hmm. draft this week to have the number one pick. Like, ne- Have you seen Bedard? You must have come and seen him when oh, he was yeah. there. Yeah. What would you think? It's, it's outstanding. It, yeah, you can't. You, there's no words, right? I, I, it's so great for all of us. We see Connor McDavid, yeah. and we see all of these incredible young players. And there's another one coming. We get another one. All of us get another one. And where, wherever he plays, I guess remains to be seen. But just the fact that there's that kind of skill still being brought through the pipeline is is fantastic. And I, I think that the league's going to have to watch for sure on on tanking. I don't know what you can do. I know that they put in the lottery, and I don't like it. I feel like if you th- if you suck that bad and you're last, you should have more of a chance to pick first overall than what you do, whatever the math gives you in, in the draft lottery. But 
that's a it, everything. You look at what what Mario and Sid did in Pittsburgh, what Connor did in Edmonton. You're talking a new rink, a reg- everything. Yes. <laughs> the whole city changes. Your yeah. whole life changes with one kid, and that's available in what less than a year now. It's wild to think. Who knows? That's the thing. This draft, I have no interest in. I've had Connor on this show many, many times. Um, the kid is. He's unreal, man. Like, yeah. just as a person. Uh, Jennifer, Oilers fan from the Four Seasons, writes in. She says, beating Calgary was the only series we needed to win. Not saying that winning the Cup is not the main goal, but makes the loss against Calgary sting less. Ha-ha. That says Jennifer. Um, I mean, if we said who would get Bedard next year, it would be such an absolute just word scramble, right? Like, we have no idea. But who is the worst team in the NHL? Who is the worst? I who do, who will be the worst next year? Do you think? I don't think it's going to be Buffalo. I think they have something kind of. They have a little bit of something going mm-hmm. there. I don't think it's Ottawa. Could be Arizona again. There's it no could reason be Arizona to think again. It. I yeah. and I don't think it's Detroit. They've kind of got enough going there. It's it's like you say. You you never know. Could it be Philadelphia? Right? Like who who knows? All it takes is your number one goalie to get hurt early on. And then all yeah. of a sudden, I there there I think there will be some shifting on the fly next year if you do see that where a goalie gets hurt or there maybe there's a team that's not quite where they thought they would be. Maybe you don't start the tank in the off season. Maybe you start it in November. Maybe you start it in the early part of December, and you start trading off pieces and getting ready, doing things before the deadline even hits. To be honest, you know, we're talking, the fans, they know of this, but they don't look into it like you and I. Like, as you know, I spent most of the winter in Florida, and there was an investigation into the Dolphins, because the former coach, Brian Flores, said the owner of the Dolphins offered him, what was it, a hundred grand a loss, (laughs) right, to tag. So they went back, you know how they investigated that, by the way, the NFL? They went and looked at all the games for bad coaching decisions that were so obvious that you were trying to lose. And I'm like, there's just bad decisions. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and by the way, they didn't find any evidence that they were tanking. And how happy would Flores be in that? Because that's kind of validation, not only in what you are as a coach, but what you are as a guy, that you're not going to throw games, that you're not going to be bought. And I know that he, he what, joined uh, Pittsburgh. Yes. Right? I think he got with the Steelers there. Good, good for him, because it would be awful for your reputation. If you go back and look at the game tape and they've got a dozen or more instances over seven or eight games where you clearly were making decisions to throw the game, your, your career's done. I know. Well, the reason I, I bring that up is could you prove that NHL teams were trying to tank? I think all you could do is line up the, what roster you ice and then what your bench looks like in the third if you start rolling your third and fourth more than your first and second in one goal games or, or whatever. Right. But there again, that'd be so obvious, right? It'd be <laughs> so obvious. And by the way, coaches do that anyway. They do it anyway. Yeah. Right. So I don't know that you could even prove it. Yeah. So, But nobody ever really thought about it in the NFL until Flores came out and pointed the finger at his owner, which incidentally what an ugly situation that was. You know why he was upset. He found out that they were trying to get Tom Brady in there and Sean Payton and, uh, oh, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Remember when that, that story, would actually happen? When that story came out, it was like, this is the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. And then it's got more and more it's legs. True. Like, imagine if Tom Brady went. What? Almost happened. Unreal, right? Yes. Yes. I would be remiss 
And we'll get to the CFL talk in the final segment, folks. If I didn't ask you about the arena situation, because when we first came to Calgary, we talked about it a lot, and we've kind of put it to bed for a while, but you're a guy that's been on the air here for a very long time. Do you have a sense of if we have a new hockey arena in our lifetime here? It'll happen just because the city is vibrant. There's over a million people here, and it's it's young and it's energetic. It's just been it's been frustrating, I think, for a lot of people because it's been so close, and then it feels like it's almost spite, spite on one side or the other, whether it's the team or or the city council or the mayor or whatever that's, that that is sent it off off the rails. I think where it's at now is good because you're hearing nothing. There's no they they brought in other people to negotiate. Um, not to say anything about about the old mayor, whether he was responsible or not, but it's a new mayor, it's new people involved, it will happen. But the fact that it hasn't happened now, we joked a couple weeks ago, Ottawa is going to get a new rink before Calgary, and the rink they're leaving is newer than the one that we've got here, right? Like, Ooh. How, how the hell does that work? That. I never thought about that. Right? They're already leaving that's a rink that's newer than ours. Tough to swallow. It's got to happen. Yeah. We've always kind of, it sounds like a pity party, but for, for Calgary to have the football stadium and the rank that we have here for how, again, alive this city is, you, you see it for yourself, it's kind of amazing to see that Winnipeg's got it two doesn't new buildings. Fit. It <laughs> right? doesn't fit. Yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't fit. fit. So it'll, it'll happen for sure. Boomer, thanks for the time. Uh, as I say, uh, just proud of you for what you're doing. You Get used to this. You're, people are going to say you look great because you do. Well, thanks. So and, enjoy that. And you, man, I said it to you when we were off. Congrats on all of this. Thank this you. is not easy. You've been chopping away here, and you've made an impact. I mean, the, thanks, Boomer. Look at you, man. This, you're in Florida. <laughs> pretty good. Hey, yeah. you're in Florida. You're covering hockey. Cody Snyder, Bull Bustin'. Congratulations. No this is what, very well done. Thank you, Boomer. Appreciate it. Thank you. Chase Coward of the Red Deer Rebels joining us next, and then we have a Taco Time viewer takeover for whatever you folks would like to discuss when we return to Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, Cody Snyder's Bull Bustin' right after this on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour radio sport uh, streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We're live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino as always, but Cody Snyder's Bull Bustin' begins tonight right here in this arena. Sold out Tuesday, sold out Wednesday, sold out Thursday, but there are a few tickets remaining for Friday night. Not a shock that in Calgary, a bull riding event would be highly popular. Check out Bull Busting on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the rest, or GreyEagleResortAndCasino.com. Uh, or .ca. We're brought to you also in part by Edo Japan with freshly made food and high quality ingredients. Edo Japan is food you can feel good about. There's no doubt about that. Uh, we'll be talking CFL uh, next segment in viewer takeover. A lot of people want to talk about it, but uh, the NHL draft is this week, and we're pleased to welcome to the program Chase Coward of the Red Deer Rebels, a kid that is only. 19, but he's been around, played uh, AAA in Moose Jaw. He's from Swift Current, Prairie Hockey Academy. Joins us today on the week of the draft. How you doing, Chase? I'm doing good, you? Good, very well, very yeah. well. So tell our viewers that don't know what a hockey player like yourself is doing since the season ended and up until draft week. What's your summer been like? Uh, I was working for a bit and working out at home, and currently I'm in Edmonton, and I'm actually sitting in a rink parking lot right now, 
just about to head <laughs> on the ice here. So, yeah, that's well, I appreciate a lot you finding. I appreciate you finding some time for us, Chase. And uh, that was kind of my question because a lot of the viewers like to know what a training regimen is and that kind of thing. But would you mind just telling our viewers your hockey road to this point, to the fact, to the point that you're expected to hear your name called in the NHL draft at some point later this week? Just talk about the road that you've gotten to this draft eligibility status this year. Yeah, so I grew up playing hockey through Swift Current Minor Hockey, like double A, and then some spring hockey. Then I ended up going to Prairie Hockey Academy for two years, playing Elite 15 both years. And then I ended up in Moose Jaw Triple A for two years. And then the bubble season last year, of course, and then my past season with the Rebels. Well, I, uh, the, you would never remember this, but I do remember during COVID, uh, that brief season that you guys started the season and then got it wiped out in AAA, I was at it. You guys were playing yeah. the Pack Canadians, and I was snapping some photos behind. Yeah. And uh, and I remember the name Coward across the back of your Moose Jaw jersey, and you look back at me. So when the guy said, Chase is coming on today, I'm like, that's got to be the same guy that was playing for Moose Jaw AAA. So to get up to Red Deer uh, with the Rebels yeah. must have been, you know, you did some good things in Moose Jaw. Yeah, it was, we had a good season, like all of us, a lot of my teammates too, we all had pretty successful seasons and it was kind of sad that it ended the way it did, but I feel like that season really helped me take the extra jump to the Western League and kind of excel my growth a little bit. Well, that's the thing and what Chase is talking about. <clears throat> yeah, you had your season canceled because of COVID, and you guys did have a really good team. But at least this year, you got back to some normalcy, and I went up to the uh, games against Brandon in round one, I guess, for the Rebels. I mean, talk about the yeah. season that you guys had with Red Deer and your playoff uh, playoff performance, if you don't mind. Yeah, uh, I personally, I didn't really know what was going to happen this year because I didn't play too many games in a COVID year. I think I played four at the end, so it was kind of a toss-up if I was going to start or if I was going to be a backup. And we ended up splitting 50-50, so that was like more than I asked for and very great for it. And I felt like I just kept improving as the year went on and then came playoff time. I just felt like I was a completely different goalie that I've never felt like I was before. And Obviously, the team played good in front of me in the first round after that long bus trip and that long last game there, triple overtime. But it uh, it was a good year for all of us. And then a few teammates got some draft interest. And then Bainsey signed a contract. So that's always exciting. Yes, absolutely. Now, you perked my interest there when you said you felt like a different goalie. What, Chase, would you attribute that to? Uh, I think it was just mostly a lot of confidence going into the playoffs. Like my team displayed the confidence to have or to start me essentially. So I just kind of boosted my confidence in myself and kind of allowed me to get a little bit more out of my box and then just push me a little bit more in practice. So then when it came game time, I was already out of my box. So I think it gave me that extra little step. Wow, man. Good for you. Well, I, I watched the games. I saw a difference, but I didn't know specifically what it was. So you guys lose to Edmonton, who goes on to win the league. When they went to the Memorial Cup, be honest with me, were you cheering for them or were you not cheering for the Edmonton Oil Kings at the Memorial Cup? Uh, well, I had 
a buddy on that team, like Ethan Peters. I used to play, I played three years with him and then I knew Jackson Weed a bit because he was in Red Deer and I've skated with him in Moose Jaw. So I was kind of cheering for Edmonton just for those two guys because I'd love to see those two guys win the Mem Cup when they were there, but it's a sad end for them, but still they had a pretty good run. Good for you, Chase. Now, so to your training regimen, you mentioned that you're going to be on the ice today. How much time do you spend between on ice and off ice uh, here in the summertime? Uh, last month was most mostly off ice because I was in Swift and we don't really have too much ice around there. And then I drove up to Edmonton Sunday and then I skated this morning. Then I skate again at 12.15-ish, I think, here. And then I'll skate again tonight. And it's in between that, I'll do some like Pilates sessions and some yoga. Well, good. Oh, good for you. Good for you. And by the way, as a Swift Current kid, I spent a lot of time in that town. Talk about what they're going through. There, I've seen some Broncos that are pretty high uh, listed for this NHL draft. What? How are they feeling in Swifty about the Broncos, and and will they be paying attention real close to this draft? Uh, it's kind of mixed feelings in Swift. I think ever since that big run they put together, the the fan base has kind of fallen off. So hopefully, with all those guys like getting drafted and having that interest it brings some fans back to that rink because when i played there it was pretty empty and i'd like to see that place full again wouldn't we all now my last question for you chase is how will you spend this weekend when the nhl draft is going on you're going to be glued to your phone or are you going to be doing something else uh i might i think i skate friday so kind of depending on what time i get off i might i have a teammate up in edmonton that brothers is pretty high listed like jordan gustafson his brother's blake played in red deer so i think the plan is i might go over there and watch the draft with them all right well enjoy it uh, chase and good luck absolutely thank you um, you've earned it yeah and as you can see i've been following you for a long time so enjoy the rest of the summer yeah. and we'll see you on the ice in the fall yep okay thank you chase coward of the red deer rebels by way of Swift Current and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. When we come back for our final segment today from Cody Snyder's Bull Bustin, a sports update, and finally that viewer takeover that you've all been clamoring for. We'll be right back. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Cody Snyder's Bull Button, ready to rock, live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. How about the sun is out? It's made its way around the speakers here. We pulled it off. Before we bring the moose in for overtime, uh, we have some breaking news on this Tuesday. The New York Islanders, we're sliding into a second sports update here. The New York Islanders have hired Doug Huda and Brian Wiseman as assistant coaches, the team said today. Huda joins new Isles coach Lane Lambert's staff after six seasons and as an assistant with the Detroit Red Wings. Doug Huda, a former Calgary Wrangler. Wiseman spent the last three seasons with the Edmonton Orders as an assistant coach. Place line, Palm Springs, Palm Springs, California. The Coachella, Coachella Valley Firebirds have hired the first female assistant coach in AHL history. 
Jessica Campbell spent the past year working with the Tri-City Storm of the USHL Development Program, and she was an associate coach with Germany at the World Men's Hockey Championships. And from the NFL, former NFL star Demarius Thomas, who died last December at age 33, had CTE, his family unveiled today. Boston University CTE Center researchers diagnosed the four-time Pro Bowl wide receiver with stage two CTE following a brain study through the Concussion Legacy Foundation. Thomas's family released the findings of the study today. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, your official home of Slow Pitch, open Wednesday to Sunday for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Okay, Moose is back. Yep, great hair. Yeah, where's that coming from? <laughs> that was yesterday. Who in, said that? Did I? Who, oh, last week said that. In his Lobardius <laughs> at the end of the show. It was pretty good. Uh, Ted in Red Deer says, uh, just an awesome discussion with Boomer. Exactly why I tell my buddies to watch the show. Fantastic talk. Thank you, Ted and Red Deer. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, we have this contentious relationship, I would say, with Mandy from Edmonton, the huge Elks fan. She's like, I can't watch your hockey show anymore. Tell me when you're coming to Edmonton. I would like to meet you. This is what we're going to do. Okay? Okay. How's your morning been over here with the rodeo? It's been awesome. You ready for tonight? Yeah, it's great. Man, has it turned out. Having an awesome time. Yeah, getting a little bit of sun. Uh, we didn't fall off the plank here. Life is pretty good. Were you worried that we would? No, but if you if you looked at the gear setup, we're kind of over top of a couple different pieces, and I'm about six inches from the edge. But uh, no, it's it's been awesome, and everybody's been great to work with and deal with. And I want to like, is there mutton busting tonight? I can't remember. If Are you kid, offering? If the kids got on the on the sheep or not? But I don't uh, think so. It'll be fun. It's been. Uh, we'll get. Hey, you want to talk about something? Text us right now, 902 518 3033. Because trust me, we're fine. Mm-hmm. We can go. <laughs> Overtime brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC. And uh, what else? It was the Stanley Cup playoffs. I haven't heard from Georgie from the Four Seasons since. Um, oh, Mandy's still watching. She says, Rod, I didn't say hockey show. You misread that, LOL. I'm looking at attending Thursday now to meet you. You hear that, CFL? They're coming to the game because we're going to be there. So I'm sorry, Mandy, that I misunderstood you. Um, and I w- let's get that CFL stuff out now. If you want, what you folks would like to discuss. There's just a lot of other things going on. And we started this show all in the sun. And then I slipped behind the speaker and I was in a shadow and I got cold. And now I'm back out in the sun. And I think we pulled it off and the viewers have no idea what a gong show it's kind of been. Behind the scenes, nothing precarious or unprofessional in nature. No, but... Even, but kind of by the seat of our pants, yeah, too. Yeah, but, but <sighs> let's just put it in perspective. A gong show today is a drop in the bucket compared to a gong show a year from now, right? If you remember, a gong show a year from now was not sure if an interview was going to play until, you know... I remember, I'm getting the notifications. One year ago today, we were in Montreal. How awesome was that? You know, and the things we've pulled off. I mean, you know, we were sitting up here not sure if there was going to be internet an hour before the show, but there was no panic. I mean, that was as big of a gong show as we have now. I mean, and that was no big deal. They got that sorted out, and we're on the air, and Bob's your uncle. Mandy um, says, I love your show and your personality and respect your topic choices, LOL. 
Well, Mandy, thanks. We love you, and I appreciate you hanging in. So if you want a little insight of what insight and inside of what's going on here and how we roll, like Boomer was just here. You watched it. Um, the guy's left Fan 960. It's been reported. I'm not saying anything out of school. He didn't have a job to go to. He just didn't want to do that anymore. So we talked in the break, and I said, I just want to have fun. That's all I want is to have fun. I want to be happy and have fun. And I hadn't been before. Now I'm having a hell of a lot of fun. Look at the smile on this kid's face. You're going to tell me he isn't too? So we're talking about Edmonton and we're going to get a hold of the Elks and uh, probably, hopefully, get press box passes. If we don't, we'll get tickets and we're going to go. And another guy in our crew, he's like, I'm good. He's got other stuff going on. So we're going to roll up there. But it's only Tuesday, man. We got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to figure Still out got some time. how we're going <laughs> to meet with fans and when and if the Elks will allow it. Are we going to do a tailgate before the game? Halftime? I don't know. And for the lot of people that are in my circle of that have known me for a half century, they're like, you need to have this locked down. It needs to be planned. You need to have the next 30 years planned, let alone the next 30 minutes. Uh, no, no, we don't. No. Hey, God, it's a fun way to live. An hour before the show, we didn't know where we were doing the show from. Oh, I know. You know, and spicy. But that's okay. That's okay. We figured it out, and it's awesome. Yeah, we're gonna be there Thursday, but when and how? Stay tuned, and we'll let you know. But I am just so well proud, if I will, but these people don't work for me. I don't know what to say. Just grateful that everybody, if they're the rodeo guys and the hotel guys and the casino guys and the city guy, everybody came together and pulled this off. Yeah. And it's it, been awesome. Yeah. What do you got to say? Um, well, we got time. Wimbledon yeah. update. Yes. Been watching what? a lot of that. And I was actually disappointed. The young Italian kid, uh, Yannick Sinner, I've been watching him, and he went up two sets to love on, on Novak Djokovic. But in the time that we've been on the air, Djokovic came back and won in five sets, so that kind of sucks. It's over? Yeah, the young kid, though. Not the full, not all of Wimbledon. That's only the quarterfinals. No, 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 Djokovic, that game is that, over. Yeah, that match is over. I so. heard that he was in trouble. He was in big trouble to this young yeah. kid who I love, this Sinner kid, the Italian, and I mean, Djokovic is number one for a reason. Nelson Hakowicz, no plans to go to Touchdown Atlantic and broadcast from the East Coast? None. Zero. But we wish them well with the Argos and the Riders in Nova Scotia. Moose, let's have a great day. All right. Let's continue. And everybody will see it tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus TV. We don't know what we're doing. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.